0: Senior Times Live, the event for people who don't act their age is back in the RDS from April 22nd to 24th with over 100 exhibits, dance, keep fit, painting, gardening, cooking demonstrations and workshops, advice in tracing your family history, Eric Knowles antique valuations and celebrity guest appearances. It's the event for people who want to be inspired in their retirement. Admission to Senior Times Live is free by registering at seniortimes.ie. Well, hello there, and you're very welcome to another Senior Times Wine Podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, did you know that the wine we in Ireland drink most of comes not from Australia or France or Spain, but actually from Chile? One in every four bottles of wine sold here comes from Chile. Now, that's a lot of wine. And did you know that the best-selling wine in Ireland for some years now is Santa Rita 120? And we're going to be tasting and talking about Chilean wine at the Senior Times live show at the ODS over this weekend, the 20th to 24th of April. So I'm delighted and honored to have the chief winemaker of Santa Rita, Oscar Salas, to talk to me today about Chile's successful wine industry and the excellent value and consistency of their wines. So Oscar, you're very welcome, and thank you for taking the time out to join me today. I know winemakers are very busy people, So I do appreciate your making time for our chat. So let's start by talking about yourself growing up in Chile and what it was like for you as a young boy. And when did you decide that you wanted to be a winemaker when you grew up?
1: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, thank you, Myriad. I'm very glad to be here talking to you and all the people. And, and as you said, I'm the cheap winemaker in, in Santa Rita wines. I make the 120s and the Medalla Real wines and some others. I've been here in the company for 20 years already. And, and well, starting with your first question, I, I really, I never owned any winery or so, but my, my idea is uh, basically where you make the fermenting juices and we sell, you know, typically during once a year in the national event in Chile, we sell the chicha, which, which is basically uh, the, the crushed grapes turned into juice and then ferment the juice. And while it's fermenting... Uh, we bottle the the juice, the fermenting juice, and we sell it and we drink it that way. So, and that happens during September. And is that that a
0: red red or a white wine, Oscar? Could be both,
1: could be both red and white. Usually it's a white, very aromatic uh, juices, grapes. So, so it's very aromatic to the nose and, and, and good. So when I was a kid, I, we used to be all the time in my grand, grandma's house. We were about 80 cousins and you know my uncles, my aunts. And so it, it was a pretty huge event. And, and we would sit in this uh, dining table for more than 60 people and crush all all day the, the grapes in the, in the big uh, tunnels. You'll you so, be
0: crushing so it was them with your and, Sorry, you'll be crushing would, them the traditional way with your feet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It was pretty fun. So it, it sticked on my mind, you know, for, for, for all my, my, my youth. And, and I want to think that that was the reason I, I became, you know, winemaker and I started studying it. Because the study is it's a five-year study in, in the university. and and specialized uh, about two years within those five years of study.
0: Hmm. That's a long time. That's like the amount of time you'd need for med to study medicine, huh?
1: Well, well, not not quite. Medicine, I think, is like seven years and then you have to specialize all your life. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's pretty long. In Chile, um, it it is very long, you know, the the study of uh, enology. Or winemaker because we start with an engineering base which lasts about two years and then we specialized on whatever we we want to do uh, within the agricultural business and so one of those specializings is uh, enology and that takes about two to three years and viticulture of course so we're specialized in winemaking and viticulture so it's very complete
0: okay now um as I mentioned uh, earlier, I uh, I visited Chile a couple of times and it's such an interesting country because it's such a long pin strip, like, like a necktie, and it goes all the way down from north to south, of course. So tell me about the different regions from the north to the south, the different regions for growing grapes, the different terroir.
1: Yeah, well, it, it is indeed like a necktie uh, that Lasts for 5,000 kilometers, and within those 5,000 kilometers, only 1,000 is uh, what we call the central area where we make wines. So it's only a 20% of the, the total surface of Chile. Um, and within those 1,000 kilometers, we we have around 14 different valleys, and they go all from east. To west, you have to remember that Chile is a very Pacific country. Mm. We are um, we are uh, um, in between the Andes mountains and the Pacific Ocean, so everything is about how far are you from the beach. Um, So we have from north to south, we have a a separation in terms of DOs because all the rivers, you know, they go from the Andes to the Pacific, so they define. Uh, what we call a valley in here in Chile and, and we have 14 from north to south but the most important thing in Chile that I would say the big difference between uh, uh, other countries especially continental countries mm-hmm. that make wines is that our our potential for, for making grapes or for um, a specific grape is as I said before you know uh, depending on how far are you from the beach because of if course. you're in the beach and it's even uh, i would say in some places especially on the central area in chile it's a bit more important than the latitude um so you can crush a white grape in the coast uh because you know we you have cool climates it's foggy in the morning so that there is No stress for grapes, and so you well, we grow grow whites and pinot noir, chardonnay, uh, Rieslings in the coastline, Mm -hmm. and then as you go inland, you get um, this hot weather, it's more dry. And 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 much more stressful for the grapes. So in that stressing condition, what the fruit makes is uh, a defense reaction against those stressing conditions that could be the UV radiation, you know, the heat, the um, the temperatures, the sun, etc. And so what what they do to defend against those stressing conditions is making tannins is developing tannins and those tannins are antioxidants of course so so that's why if you go inland in chile we grow reds and yes. the reds you know depending on on the micro terroir or the specific area you're in um, you're going to get different uh, characteristics from it but that's like the i would say the most important differences between Chile and other countries and and how we how we define you know planting varieties in Chile
0: sure yeah um, that's fascinating now you've been in the business for 20 years so Uh, Tell me over those 20 years, what impact has the wine industry had on people in Chile? Like, It seems to have grown so much over 20 years. So it must be making a big difference to the economy of the country and the people and the, the, the jobs available. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: um, 40 years ago, uh, mining in Chile and probably we were starting to make and to produce salmons and export salmons. Uh, but that was about it. And some, Mm. some fruits. Um, but then 30 years ago in, in terms of the winemaking industry, the viticulture, we started uh, planting, especially, um, uh, well, yeah, the, the big wineries, they started planting and developing uh, throughout Chile, especially on the central area, Santiago, Maipo Valley. Uh, we were making at the time Pisco in, in the north of Chile, where we used to grow for hundreds of years muscat varieties, but not for wine, though. <laughs> so... So 30 years ago, we started growing, 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 started tasting the wines and started finding that the Chilean wines were uh, really amazing and they had a really great, great quality. And, and so we started developing, growing, and and up to a, some point in the 2007 2000 industry stabilized and... And, and the margins in this industry are not as high as other fruits, uh, li- like let's say making cherry here is a big business, or hazelnuts or others. Um, and all the fruit industry in Chile started growing a lot. So the the wine making industry, which is only, has margins of two to six percent, you know. We're not as good as the others. That point on, I would say we started specializing in wine, and a lot of micro producers, you know, appeared, micro winemakers, and and we 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 jumped from uh, like 150 producers 20 25 years ago to more than 500 producers now. Or maybe six or seven hundred producers, but they they only make a little um, um, a certain amount of bottles, you know, and but very high quality and high yes. price. So um, Chile has been specialising, and we also we three decades ago we just started planting but we didn't have you know uh, specific do's at the time um basically people were planting where they have their 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 estates you know
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they they would plant whatever you know they had in, in in their hand but now in the last in this last 20 years we specialized and we have you don't find any more whites inland uh, because the conditions are not good, well, whereas in the coast we have one of the best whites in in the world. Uh, our Sauvignon Blanc is just amazing. Yeah, uh, competes with New Zealand or any country in the world, and and so we we started distributing grapes better and and well trying to force you know our uh, price points up. Uh, because we, we we were convinced and uh, about our quality, you know, of the wines. So I would say the the industry now is much more mature. Yes, uh, yes. It's much more diverse. You can you can see uh, a lot of specific wines in terms of styles you can uh, you can see uh or uh, the differentiation you know between different valleys and bridles uh, we have also which is very important we have taken back all the 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 old varietals that we had you know in chile probably for for you all uh, speaking about sansol or uh, grenache or tempranillo is is not common because uh, was not what, what was planted uh, here, but in the in the colonial times in Chile in the in the very south of Chile in the data and Maule Valley, we we the Spaniards basically you know yes. they did brought a lot of tempranillo grenache carignan and other vitals and and with our irrigation so we have now um, plants that with more than a hundred years 150 years and we have uh, trying to recover that from the south and making these uh, amazing wines so so I think well you know Chile is the fifth exporter in the world and I would say the ninth producer so we're not very big anyway. <laughs> But we're very open, so we yes. sell most of what we have. So so I would say it's a very mature industry and we will stay forever because the wines are just amazing.
0: Sponsored by Expressway. With MyExpressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again, and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones, make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times? Visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook. I actually love the 120 Chardonnay Reservoir. I think that is gorgeous. It's a great price point, but it's a very, 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 very good wine. Now, we'll be tasting, um, I'm looking forward to trying the Pinot Grigio. Now, I haven't tasted your Pinot Grigio uh, 120 before. Tell me about that.
1: Uh, well, um, as you said, you know, our Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay are the most uh, b- the most popular wines, the ones that we sell the most. And I would say we're very, very, as I said before, you know, I'm going to use the same word, very mature on making mm-hmm. those wines. Um, I've been 20 years making the those wines. And and 100% of the wines we make in, in the 120 tier, are uh, made by us by ourselves these are our vineyards we don't source uh, the grape Uh, we make everything and the whole chain of process so that makes us very consistent and and of course as i said you know all the the whites the chardonnay you're talking about and sauvignon blanc are in the coastline in between Casablanca Valley and Colchagua mm-hmm. Costa, so very very high quality. And regarding the Pinot Grigio, we I think this is like the fourth vintage that we've been making. Uh, you know, the Pinot Grigio is not is not originated in Chile. Um, and we 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 had we started having in 2008. We planted then in 2012 we planted a certain amount of uh, plants of Pinot Grigio and so far now we produce about 17% of all the Pinot Grigio. It sounds a lot, but Chile doesn't sell a lot, so um, but but we we've been specialized since the, this fourth uh, last uh, vintages in Pinot Grigio. This is a very very fresh wine. Yes. Is is it a drink? Very aromatic. Uh, what I do on the Pinot Grigio is I blend it with a ten percent of a uh, Muscat varietal.
0: Okay. Which I
1: take from from the north. Um, the the ones we make. Uh, I was telling you we made for pisco, so it's a very aromatic component that enhances, you know, all the fruit and all the freshness of the Pinot Grigio. And it's a really 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 good wine. It's a low alcohol, you know, the ten uh, very strong, especially in the UK and Ireland, you know. And, and in the whole world, you know, everybody's talking now about taxe, taxes, taxes in, in liquors, in, in yes. racing. So so we're uh, stepping ahead of that. And we're also vegans. And so we're taking, we've been taking all this this trend uh, from many years ago.
0: Yeah, it's a very contemporary approach to winemaking.
1: Right, right. And so the, the Pinot Grigio is uh, is a 9% proof um it's very low alcohol yes and and very low calories as well it's, it's only like 60 to 70 calories per 100 ml so it's a very very light wine you can drink the whole bottle and you love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well as i said in my introduction we absolutely love your wines in ireland um, it's as i said that the, the the biggest selling wine what are your other big markets where around the world are are, are they as, as as crazy about your wines as we are here
1: well I'm not sure if you all know but uh, I, Ireland is the number one market uh, for Santa Rita yes is the one, uh, 120 is the number one brand in, in Ireland and don't ask me why probably you know better than me but this has lasted for the last more than 10 years since i've been in santa rita we've been number one there yeah that's really something that's really amazing and very singular you know it's very different from the rest of the world Uh, beating the french beating everybody (laughs) that's
0: (laughs) why i was wondering what other countries are as crazy about your wines as we are
1: well, uh, in Brazil, um, Brazil, okay. That's our, yeah, Brazil is is very close to Ireland. You know, every year, you know, the Brazilian export manager and and the Irish, you know, are you know struggling who is going to be number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brazil, you know, with with their two hundred and forty million people, they they drink a lot of Chilean wine, and we've been doing really well there. And we're very popular, you know, as, as a country. Um, then then other markets like, um, well, the, the, the U.S., the U.K., um, Denmark, and Japan probably are the most important markets for us. Okay.
0: So
1: in in um, terms of what, yeah.
0: Sure. I was just thinking, actually, as we were talking, um, climate change. This is a huge issue, isn't it? Uh, how does that affect you now? Does that mean... Do you find, with with global warming, that you have to adjust the um, the harvest times, the the ripening of the grapes? Is it having an impact already? Yeah.
1: a very very high impact. Uh, really? You know, in, Chile, in Chile, we we've been going through a drought the last uh, fifteen years. So we had uh, thirteen years of yes. uh, very strong drought. Um, we really struggled with it. Yes. Then we had a couple of years of uh, lots of snow, um, and 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 some rain, but then we've had again. To the the last two years with very few uh, amount of water and especially more than the water itself is the the snow we get in the in the Andes and if you fly on the uh, over the Andes now it's amazing if you get a picture and you fly over the Andes and you watch a picture twenty years ago it's amazing you know how how the the climate change has uh, affected you know. So yes. that's why that's why I'm saying you know, everything is, is getting more expensive. Uh, the water is scarce, so the projects are not as big anymore. Um, and flown to the south of Chile, you know, where, where we really have rain.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> And, and we can assure, you know, that the vines from in here in the central area and is you're not able to, to assure that. Um, I remember when I started the, the, uh, as a winemaker, we would, the, you know, we make on one hand the very early whites. And on the other hand, we make Carmenere, which is yes. a very, very late varietal to be, is the last to be crushed. So we had, we used to have five or uh, uh, some years more than five months of crushing, whereas now it's amazing. It starts well. It starts early because uh, because of the heat and yes. you know not enough water. But then in April it's already finishing. So it's uh, March, April. So probably two and a half or three months, but not more than that, because. In in half the the, the 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 season, the water is not available anymore. Uh, right now, you know, we are crushing. We're about sixty percent of the of the vintage, of the harvest, and and we we've had to sacrifice, you know, some blocks, some some areas, in order to to keep the the rest you know the better quality grapes and the better areas and so forth we've been we've been making wells well not santa rita i'm talking about chile in general yes
0: generally yes
1: and we've been making wells but that's not a solution either so yes we've been uh looking into the south of chile and a lot of small and big projects are becoming you know uh Uh, more and more big and popular in the south of chile Mm. in areas where you never imagined you know that we could grow grapes and now we're doing it
0: yeah yeah Um, it's quite challenging the whole global warming um impact on the wine industry isn't it how do you see how do you see the future going like I know you've been doing this, as I say, for twenty years. So, looking in your in your in your in your glass bowl, what, what do you see for the next twenty years for the wine industry in Chile?
1: Um, well. So, so, I think you know the small projects are gonna are gonna become more and more stable in the industry, not only in the local market but also for the export market. So we're gonna have, uh, I'm sure we already have, but we are gonna grow in terms of distribution, you know, and things we can show to the market, <clears throat> to the world. Uh, we we are growing in terms of quality, a lot. Um, we are, I would say, a very—I'm going to use that word again—very mature industry in terms of making wines. Our yes. quality is so much, so much different to what we used to make 20 or 30 years ago. Definitely. Um, so we, so we can compete with anything uh, and. Our quality is, is amazing in all the different tiers. So I would say we're gonna um, dip into that um, position, and and all trying to, I don't know if these words exist in English, but pre-immunization of our wines. Uh, our price points because we need the wine industry to become a strong industry compared you know to the un- other industries that we have in chile we export basically everything we produce so there's a big, big fight, you know, competition between in terms of surface of so planting uh, with the, as I said before, you know, the hazelnuts, the lemons, and oranges, uh, cherries, yes. and, and plums and many others. So in order to, to become stable in time and have very, very long life, vines you know producing better and better wines we we need them to be um how do you say we need to have those margins, so so it's a, a permanent, you know, work uh, from a, from our side to to tell the world that our wines have really great quality, and and we can be very strong on the entree and well, that's uh, the, the the job we make day to day and
0: I I um, I think that's a very important point you made because um originally say 20 years ago or more when people began to to experience Chilean wine they always felt that they were they were nice wines when they were a great price but they didn't put them up on the quality they just thought they're great you know what they say cheap and cheerful wine whereas now the quality is is quite astounding so it's not always reflected in the price but I think people are getting to appreciate quality Chilean wines more and more I think that's important for the future too isn't it? People in Chile yes, don't drink do. much wine themselves then. You say you export virtually everything.
1: Well, we drink like like between 13 and 15 liters per capita uh, a year. Um, I remember 50 years ago, we were in 45 or 50 liters per capita. So we've we gone down uh, okay. very strongly um with you know, the competition of other liquors, restrictions in, in, I remember my first year, uh, my first job in Calcino Macul, which is a very old winery here in Mike Valley in Santiago, I remember, you know, uh, everybody would have lunch drinking a, a glass of wine or sometimes two yeah and that was pretty normal here yeah. uh, decades ago and now it's so rare you know to see that really i mean not even rare it's it's prohibited you know it's forbidden so so uh, the consumption has gone down and and that's why it's so important to maintain the the industry and the, the export the,
0: market sure
1: yeah, the export market, and in I, I'm not sure about the numbers now, but it's much less than than, than France. You know, France it used to be 120 liters, and now i I think there are about 30 or so. I'm not not quite sure. Um. So so yeah, but we still you know Chile still is like 40 percent of the 30 or 40 percent of the market, but especially on low tier wines.
0: Yeah, sure. I must ask you before we finish, um, have you visited Ireland yourself? Have you been over here?
1: Well, yeah. The, um, the first time I went to Ireland, I was in 2004. Okay. And then, and then I went again a couple of times. Um, I think the last time I went was before the COVID. I. I think it was 2017 or 18. I was in Dublin, having beers, of course. Uh, and our, you know, uh, export manager, you know, the the chief of Santa Rita in 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 the Euro in Europe is is an Irish. Yes. Terry Pennington. And the first time I went there, he he was so nice to me, and he gave me this book. Um, it was a big book, and it was called the uh, the Ga uh the ga the guy that, that was the name and it talked about all the 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 this you know uh, uh, clubs that you have the the, the sports
0: oh the game of football the gaa
1: yeah the gaa yeah yeah so so yeah i love i love uh, ireland and especially the people i remember taking cabs there and, and and the drivers were so good to Talk and chat, oh, chat, yeah. chat all the time.
0: <laughs> plenty of talk <laughs> so, so you weren't you weren't drinking the Santa Rita wine here you were drinking beer were you
1: yeah of course I had to drink beer <laughs> <laughs> well oh, I was no. I was doing my 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 wine dinners and, and tasting wine tasting so I had enough wine
0: okay Excellent. Well, listen, it's been a real real pleasure talking to you. And um, hopefully I will meet you when next you come to Ireland or when next I go back to Chile, one way or the other. But I have to say, um, your wines are great. Obviously, you know that the the sales speak for themselves. And um, it's a real pleasure to meet you because, as I say, winemakers are very, very busy people. So thank you so much for talking to me. It's a real pleasure. And I hope we'll meet again soon. As you say, hasta luego.
1: Thank you for having me here. And for me, it's a big pleasure, you know, to talk about wines. This is a a very, very romantic career and a very romantic job. And we really do it because we love it. So so thanks for having me here and talking about my wines.
0: It's been a pleasure. Till the next time. by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.